0: On this episode, you're going to learn how to avoid getting stretched so damn thin. I mean, as realtors, we have to wear all the different hats. We have to be bookkeepers. We have to be accountants. We have to be marketers. We have to be the scheduler. We have to do all the things, right? Well, what if there was a way to simplify things so that you could focus on income-producing activities And actually, grow a thriving business. This is a great follow up to our episode a few weeks ago about hiring a transaction coordinator and how that one simple hire can change everything. This is taking it a step further by teaching you how to say no. The Massive Agent Podcast, with lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You are weak. I've had better. Better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 145 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Brome. Today, we're going to be talking about how to get more done in less time, and how to only get the right things done, okay? You don't need to get everything done. See, that's the problem. We think we need to get everything done. We have this big old list of shit, right? Right now I'm looking at about five different lists of shit on my desk. And I'll you know, I'm going to throw three of them away cuz they're bullshit, right? We we just we just write stuff down like I got to do this, 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 and this, and then we feel so overwhelmed by all these different things. Well, I'm going to challenge the premise that you have to do all those things, okay? Um, I'm reading a new book, new to me, called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. And it's funny. So shout out to um, the president of the Salt Lake Board of Realtors, Alicia Holdaway. She gifted this book to me like three years ago, maybe. And she's like, you've got to read this. It changed my life. And I'm like, cool. That's awesome. I can't wait to read it. And then it collected about an inch and a half worth of dust over the last three or so years um, because I didn't read it. It was like, oh, cool, I'll read that next. And then I just never did. Um, But some you guys know that if you've been following me on Instagram, especially, or you may have seen it on Facebook, I've been doing the 75 Hard workout program. And if you're not familiar with 75 Hard, Andy Frisella, the uh, host of the MFCEO Project and the Real AF Podcast, which are fantastic, by the way. Um, he started 75 Hard. He's also one of the co-founders of First Form, um, my favorite health and nutrition supplement company. That, that was a weird way to say it. They're a supplement company, not a health and nutrition supplement. You know what I mean. Uh, supplements for you know weightlifters, bodybuilders, anyone trying to lose weight. Be healthier, get in shape, have more energy—all the good stuff, right? So he started a workout program called Seventy Five Hard that I am thirty days into now, and it's uh, it's crazy. Um, But I'm realizing it's crazy not so much physically as it is mentally. So let me quickly for for you guys that don't know, um, oh, pulling up my phone real quick. So Seventy Five Hard um, here's what's required of you every day. It's 75 straight days. And every day you have to do the following. Um, you have to work out twice. And one of those workouts must be outdoors. They have to be 45 minute workouts, minimum. One of them has to be outdoors every day. You have to take a progress picture and post it in the app. You need to read 10 pages of a physical book every day, which got me reading essentialism in the first place, which is how I got on this 75 hard, um, you know, thing anyways. Drink one gallon of water, follow a diet, no cheap meals, no alcohol for 75 straight days. And I'm actually on, when you hear this, I'll be on day 32 going strong. Um, I thought the two workouts a day, one of them being outdoors would be the toughest part. It's not. It's honestly drinking a gallon of water every day has been tough because you have to pee every 10 minutes. But um, just... Making sure everything's done and if, and that you still accomplish the shit you need to do every day while doing all this stuff for 75 hard, that is, that's been the toughest part, but it's been so empowering and so great. So I cannot say enough good things about 75 hard. It's hard. Like, don't get me wrong. It is freaking hard, but it's more mentally tough. Um, you know, the first two weeks, it's going to be physically tough. You're going to be sore. You're going to be stiff. You're going to be like, God damn it. I have to go work out again. And it's tough, but, um, I'm glad that I'm doing this program for many reasons, but one of them is it's getting me to, to read physical books again. I was all about audiobooks, audible and podcasts because I could, you know, turn up the speed on it. I could listen at 1.7 and, you know, consume books and stuff while I'm, while I'm walking the dog or while I'm exercising or while I'm driving. But there's something about reading a physical book that just, um, I don't know. the You retain the information a lot better. And so um, I'll go over this book and, and what I've been learning so far. I'm not done with it yet. I'm like just over halfway done. But the first 10 pages of this book, called it's called Essentialism by Greg McKeown. McKeown. I'll put a link to it um, in the show notes. Also, you can just go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash Amazon, and it takes you right to the massive agent Amazon store. And I have essentialism in there. If you guys want to pick it up from Amazon, the hardcover is super cheap. So I highly recommend that, but do that through our Amazon store. If you would, we get a slight little smidgen of affiliate credit and commission to help us pay the bills. So if you buy a book, we get like 40 cents. So that's fantastic. I need about you know 10,000 of you guys to do that before I could even afford lunch. But anyways, every little bit helps and I should probably turn off my notifications. Um, well, this shows off to a great start as usual. Um, so I'll get into into essentialism and what I'm learning from it and, and how I really think that the underlying message will help every single one of you to be a more productive agent, which is better for you. It's better for your clients. It's better for your family. And just by implementing some very basic foundational concepts that I've learned in this book, and they're not groundbreaking that they've just, um, like there's nothing new in it. It's just when, when a certain perspective is given to you, you're like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. I can't believe I haven't been doing it that way. And it's impactful. So I, I want to share that impact that has been made on me. I want to share that with you in the context of being a real estate agent. So if you are new to this show, if you're new to this podcast, welcome. I am your host, Dustin Brome I am an agent myself in Salt Lake City, Utah. I am the founder of the Massive Agent Society, our one agent per market coaching and training platform for lead generation and Facebook ads. I am the co-founder of the Industry Syndicate, Real Estate's podcast network. I am a national speaker on and trainer on all things real estate marketing, social media, podcasting, and lead generation. And um, next week, I will be officially launching the Massive Agent Daily. I am super stoked for this. This is an app. This is um, this is software. This is a service. It is not a, it, I know it kind of sounds like a, a newsletter. It is not a newsletter. Um, I will be describing it in detail and unveiling it next week. I thought it would be done this week, but it's not. There's a couple, uh, there's a few things that the developers are putting the finishing touches on and I'm grateful to them because I don't know how to do that shit. Um, it is, it is, an app. It is something that you are going to freaking love because it doesn't exist. It's going to, if you don't know what to post on social media, and if you don't know how to make social media work for you, and, and you don't know if it's working for you and if it's paying off, all of these things are going to be solved by the massive agent daily. So stay tuned next week. I will unveil it. I will announce, I'll announce it. I will describe it and tell you how you can get it and unlike the Massive Agent Society, where we only accept one agent per market, there are no geographical limitations on this. So it's not that kind of thing. Um, I'm excited to announce it next week, guys. I'm so stoked. So Massive Agent Daily is coming soon. And uh, I believe this is this is going to be the coolest thing that I've ever done for real estate agents in our industry uh, to have a... I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I love the Massive Agent Society and helping you guys to build your own lead gen funnels and to have full control over your your ability to get leads. But that requires so much work and so much um, a, a commitment of time, a commitment of money. Uh, it takes patience. It takes trial and error, even with a guide telling you what to do. I mean, it still takes all those things. But just posting better shit on social media in a uh, in, in a well-thought-out way, in an intentional way, and having someone tell you what to post and then you click a button and post it. And then you can, you can track how much each post you make on social media will make you. It has some really cool calculations to show you how much posting on social will earn you. Like it's so freaking cool. So anyways, you'll hear more next week. Massive agent daily is coming and you guys will love it. All right. Saying no Okay. Learning to say no is something you've got to become a professional at. This is something I've struggled with so much. And and here's why, you know, when you're growing a brand, you're growing a business, you're trying to reach more people, and, and you're like, look, any, any exposure I can get is great. If I can be interviewed on this podcast, yes, I'll do it. If, uh, if they want me to present at this virtual mastermind, yes, I'll do it. If, uh, if someone wants to meet for lunch over here, yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. Zoom call. Yes, absolutely. But pretty soon your, your day is no longer yours. Okay. I've gotten to the point where my day was no longer mine. It was controlled by everyone else who was taking my day from me and not always, like that's not always a bad thing. And some of those things were productive and helped me accomplish some of the things I wanted to do. And and some of them were obligations that I had and, and, and still have today, but you need to be the one that controls your day. Otherwise you're a slave to your day. And this essentialism book right inside the inside cover, it says this essentialism isn't about getting more done in less time. It's about getting only the right things done. All right. So in the beginning, when I was challenging the premise that you need to, you know, write this big, long to-do list and then bust out everything on it. I challenged that. Like, I don't agree with that anymore. I used to, because I was thinking from what this book calls a non-essentialist viewpoint, you know, that you just have to do it all. Well, You don't need to do it all. And if you want to actually be successful and accomplish big things like growing a company, if you want to become the number one agent in your market, if you want to grow from, you know, selling a home a month to, you know, three homes a week, you can do that, but it's going to take some extreme focus. This essentialism is all about focusing on the most essential things. It's the disciplined pursuit of less. So doing less, but you're doing the right things. Okay, so I know that you, this is a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Have you found yourself stretched too thin? Okay, you've obligated yourself to too many things, to too many people. My hand, both of my hands are up right now. Do you feel overworked and underutilized? Yep. You're just doing, trying to do too many things. You know, are you busy, but not productive? Yep. Do you feel like your time is constantly being hijacked by other people's agendas or needs? Yep. If you're saying no, oh my my light on my desk is falling over here. If you're saying yes to any of these, I highly recommend you go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash Amazon, check out the books section of my Amazon store and get Essentialism, whether it's on Audible or the physical book, get it because the first 10 pages hit me right between the eyes. Um, I'm holding it here because there's, there's a couple... Things that I highlighted that I want to share. So, the way of the essentialist is the relentless pursuit of less, but better. Okay. Not just you want less. It doesn't mean you're less ambitious. It actually means quite the opposite. But the pursuit of less, but better. It doesn't mean occasionally giving a nod to the principal, it means pursuing it in a disciplined way. Okay. So, being intentional about your day. I have. Because of this podcast and because of you know Facebook groups I have and and uh, you know different masterminds, different events I've spoken at, I get a lot of messages every single day where people are asking me questions, or asking to pick my brain, or asking me to do this, or asking me to do that, or asking for me to teach them something, or to answer their questions. And I've always tried to do that as best I can, but it it's gotten to the point, and what's crazy is. You guys have probably heard when the student is ready the teacher appears. That's how I feel about me being gifted this book by Alicia. Uh, Alicia, thank you. If you if you I think you listen to the podcast. So, thank you very much. You gave this to me like 3 or 4 years ago and I'm just now reading it. Well, why? Well, I feel like I had to get to the point where I was stretched too thin. I was obligating myself to too many things and I was just spinning my wheels. I wasn't really accomplishing anything big in any focused or intentional way. And I got to that point and then, boom, I just happened to pick up Essentialism and start reading it because it's one of the, the books I had on my bookshelf as I was doing the 75 Hard program and had to read a physical book. It's, it's weird. And I feel like I was reading this book at the, at the right time in my life. So I was being spread too thin. I was saying yes to way too many people. Sure. I can answer your question for 10 minutes. Sure. I can. Uh, in, sure. I can jump on the phone and tell you my experience with this website and sure I can, you know, this, that, this, that, or the other. And then I realized by doing that, see, here's the thing. When you say yes to everything, you're actually, you do it because you don't want to let people down. Okay. You don't want people to be upset. You don't want to let them down. Um, you want to help them, right? Well, if you are, overextended and over obligating yourself, you cannot, you cannot help and you cannot please those who are most important to you. Like your family, for example, like you don't have enough time for your family because you're obligating yourself to all these strangers and sure you might be helping them, but are as a stranger, who's most important to you? Or is it your wife? Is it your husband? Is it, are they your kids? Is it your business partner? Is it your parents? Right? So when, when you don't have control. You can't give your time to those who you want to give it to the most. And I've I got to that point. And so I've been saying no to a lot. I've kind of I've kind of said no more virtual masterminds this year. I mean, unless a very certain, very specific, or special opportunity comes along, I'm saying I'm actually declining podcast interviews from time to time, uh, which is it. I have to fight that urge because I'm like, why the hell would I say no to a podcast interview? Well, because that's 30 to 60 minutes of my time that I could be spending on these few things that if I focus on them only, I can actually accomplish big things. I'm working on some big stuff that I'm trying to do. And uh, it's just, it's very interesting. I'm, I'm so much more focused and it's unbelievable how by saying no, but you, you you need to learn to respectfully say no, okay? And maybe they're clients of yours that you have to say no to. Maybe they're just wanting you to, and here's a real life example. I've done this before. This is even before I read this book, but I knew that I had some buyers who were taking advantage of my time. They were asking too much, okay? They wanted to drive 20 minutes over here and then 45 minutes back over here and then over here just to double check a house that they've already seen before, just to make sure that the paint color looks good when it's dark or something like that, you know? So, and you're like, look, I've already shown you 75 homes. I can't do that. You know, I'm sorry, but I, I'm overextended right now. I can't do that. And pretty soon when you say no to people, they may, they may be upset. They may be let down. They may, maybe they're bummed, but you know what you actually gain by saying no, when you respectfully do it, you actually gain respect. Let's use somebody famous, for example. Okay. And, and and here's what's so crazy. Let, let's let's use Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Can you just walk into Gary V's office in New York, and and say, Gary, can I pick your brain? I need an hour of your time. I have some questions. Would it be weird for him to? Would it be weird for him to actually say yes to that? Yeah. Would it be weird for you to even get into his office? Yeah. Okay. You don't expect that someone like that, that you can just take an hour of their time. Well, why is his time worth more than your time is to you? Right? I mean, why, why do we see our time as less valuable as some famous person's time? Seriously, if I know that you are trying to please your clients and serve your clients, but sometimes setting boundaries and saying no or saying, Hey, I'm actually not the person to do that thing. You need to talk to so and so, or I have a team member for that. And, you know that, or like, Hey, I don't, I'm overextended right now. I can't do that. They will respect you as a professional. Okay. But sure. It's nice when, when, if you're a, a buyer and you can get an agent to just do whatever you want, whenever that's great. They're going to love you for that, but will they respect you as much? Maybe, but there's a there's a certain level of respect that comes when like with your doctor with an attorney with you know a, a famous person you just have a certain level of respect for them where you don't like if you could actually get 3 minutes of their time for them to actually talk to you one on one you'd be so stoked you don't expect that from them so you know you need to start commanding that respect with those that know you and this is not even necessarily about Yes, in a real estate agent and and client setting, of course. In a professional setting, yes. But even with your family members that, that may be taking too much of your time or a friend that wants to talk on the phone too much. You know, if you have certain goals, you have to focus like a freaking laser beam on just those things that are gonna help you do that. So as an agent, you have to hire a transaction coordinator. Okay? If you are trying to... Uh, if you're trying to help a hundred families this year to get into a new house and you're only on track for 40, well, you better outsource a whole bunch of shit that's taking your time. So you actually have time to work with 60 other families. You know what I mean? Get a transaction coordinator, hire a bookkeeper, hire a CPA. Okay. Get, um, you know, hire a virtual assistant to go through your email and, and unsubscribe from the bullshit. And, you know, just, send you the stuff that's actually important or timely, right? I'm, I'm hiring a virtual assistant to handle my email right now also, because most of it is bullshit. Most of it is stuff that I want to unsubscribe from or say no to, uh, the stuff that, uh, that's questionable that, that if I don't want a virtual assistant to make a decision on. They could take that, you know, the 10% of my emails and those are the ones that I'll see. Well, if you can cut your, you know, the time that you spend on your messages and your emails by 90% and just focus on the stuff that's really important or really timely or that really requires you, you're going to have a lot more time to focus on what's essential, right? Those few tasks that will actually move the needle in your business. Guys, the fact of the matter is if you don't prioritize your life, somebody else will. Okay. And as far as lack of focus goes, because I've been like if you looked up lack of focus in the dictionary, there'd be a picture of me. There'd be my, my, you know, fancy tough guy, blue steel freaking profile picture that I have on, on all my social media. It'd be that picture. So at least it'd be like a good picture, but it would still be a picture of me under lack of focus. Well, I'm changing that because the, what's the phrase the the man that chases two rabbits catches none man or woman, of course, you know, if you chase two rabbits, you don't catch any of them. So focus on catching one, let the other one go and catch that sucker. Right. It's, I don't think this is talked about enough. Like, I'm not going to talk about a, a, you know, a Facebook ad or a, you know, use this website or, you know, use Zapier to connect this to that today. Like I'm not going to give you those tactics because sometimes we have to talk about the foundation of what's actually going to make us successful. And if our foundation is busted or incomplete or broken we cannot build a big solid business on top of it we just can't so i would bet every single one of you listening hopefully if if you're hopefully you're open minded like i don't think you'd be listening to this show if you were like i already know everything but hopefully that's not you hopefully you're you're able to internalize some of this and you're already reflecting on things that you either need to completely get rid of don't do any more at all, or outsource if they're super important, so that you can focus on income-producing activities and/or what you want to spend your time on. Maybe you just want your business to run, um, and you need to hire some managers to do it, and you want to just spend an extra, you know, ten hours a week with your family. Well, cool, you can do that, you know. It, but it starts with knowing what you want. It starts with knowing what you want. So before I wrap it up, before I wrap up my thoughts here, um, I want to challenge you to start saying no more often, or at least think to yourself, is this, is saying yes to this going to help me reach goal X, Okay, whatever your goal is. And even backing it up further than that, if you don't have defined goals, Mm, let's start there, define some damn goals. And then when you say yes to something or no to something, you always ask yourself first, if I do this, will it help me accomplish this? If the answer is no, then you've got to say no, okay? Okay. Look, how many times, and I know that maybe even some of you listening have reached out to me, you've sent me a message or something and it's taken me a week or something to get back. That's a problem, right? And I feel bad about that. It's because I've over- committed myself elsewhere. Whenever you say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. That's just how it works. And I don't mean literally, but when you are saying yes to doing this thing, that means you do not have time to do these other things. There's only so much time that we have. So remember that whenever you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. There's been times where I didn't want to let somebody down, or I was just too, too timid to just straight up say no, and so I'm like, well, maybe let me see what I can do. Let me see if I can fit that into my schedule. You know, blah blah blah. Or I just said yes. I'll I'll make it work, or I'll figure it out. And then if somebody was counting on me to do a great job or to do something uh, by a certain deadline, if I overextended myself and I really shouldn't have said yes, and I I should have just said no. I don't have the time. I don't have the bandwidth to do that at all. I actually made it worse because they thought that they could rely on me, and then I didn't deliver a great a great finished product, or it was late or not on time, right? That's actually worse than had I just said no in the first place. So remember that saying yes can actually be the worst thing for that person that you're trying to please, that you're you're trying to help. If you say yes, but you can't actually do the thing that is worse and they're going to actually hate you for it or be upset with you for it rather than you just saying no in the first place. So before we wrap it up, how do you say no? Okay, rather than just saying no, and by the way guys, try just saying no. As simple as that. Like just say no a few times. It's going to feel so freaking good. Make sure you're not a dickhead about it. Make sure that you're respectful. But there here's some ways that you can respectfully say no without just coldly saying no. Um you can give an awkward pause. Okay? Wait wait a few seconds before you answer. Like like you're really thinking about something, you know that you're really pondering. And actually use that time to think about it ask yourself the question. If I say yes to this, what else am I saying no to? And if I say yes to this, will it help me reach my goal? The the soft no or the no, but, um, and I'll just read this little passage out of the book. I recently received an email inviting me to coffee. I replied, I am consumed with writing my book right now, but I would love to get together once the book is finished. Let me know if we can get together towards the end of the summer. So if you can't do it, tell them, yeah, you know what, maybe let's do this instead, or maybe let's do that thing, but let's do it, you know, at the end of the summer. I like that. So you're not saying no, you're just saying not now. Um, if you need to say no, um, let me check my calendar and get back to you. I actually don't like that one very much because that's still, they're thinking, oh cool, there's a chance. But if you intend to say no, you've got to say no. Okay. Um, you, this, is a, this is a little passive aggressive, but it's great if you are saying this to like a superior or a boss or somebody, a leader, a team leader or something like that, project leader, and you're, you know, on the team say yes, but then say what, say yes, but what should I, what should I, um, deprioritize? Yes, I'll do that. But what, then what should I not do? And that, you know, whoever's asking you, if it's a project, if it's the, in the context of, you know, you're an employee at a company and they want you to do something else, just say, sure. What should I deprioritize? A lot of times they'll think, oh shit, well, I actually don't want you to deprioritize anything. We'll find someone else to do that instead. Um, let's see, say it with, (laughs) that's a stupid one said, say it with humor. It depends on your relationship with somebody. You could just say, nope, can't do it. I've done that a few times, Um, but usually all it takes is, look, I've overextended myself. I would love to, but I'm sorry, I can't. I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the time. I've overextended myself and it's not fair to you if I can't deliver hundred percent or if I can't, um, you know, if I can't meet your timeline, Um, I can't do it, but so-and-so might be interested. You know, if they're looking for a speaker, if they're looking for help with something and you suggest, hey, so-and-so may be able to help. Then they could probably do a better job than me. That's a great way to say no as well. Um, and for agents, guys, don't be afraid. I was going to do a whole other podcast episode on this and I, I probably still will because this is a big part of my business model right now and how I've decided to do things. I've been referring deals out locally, okay? And when some agents hear that, they're like, wait, so you just got a listing and you're not going to sell it yourself? Nope. A lot of times... I will now refer deals out. Okay, so if you get a buyer that isn't ideal for you, if they don't, if you've decided that you're only going to work with these types of buyers in this particular area, in this particular price range, and somebody refers a buyer that doesn't meet those criteria to you, what I used to do is is say yes, yes, I'll do it. Of course, I don't want to let them down, but then I hate every minute of it, and I'm like, damn it, I could be working with somebody else that that you know meets the criteria and you end up not serving them as well as you should. And you don't you end up not serving them as well as another agent could. So sometimes you need to actually say no and get another agent to work with that client instead. Cuz guess what you could do? You could refer the clients to another agent partner of yours, even locally. This this is why you've got to have other agents that you network with that you're friends with that you associate with locally and elsewhere. Okay. You have to, because, um, you know, this has happened a lot because people know me as, you know, the Salt Lake city agent and they'll have, you know, if you live in Florida, you may not be familiar with Utah. So I get people reaching out, I get agents reaching out and they're like, Hey, I have a buyer for you. They're down in Provo. Well, that's, um, it's like a 45 minute drive for me. I don't work Provo, totally different market. And, and so I used to be like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll work it out. Well, that's not serving anybody. Like, so what I do now is cool. That's actually out of my area of expertise, but let me find you an agent who would be great. And then I set up a referral there. So you can actually be referring deals to agent partners in your area, freeing you up to work with those that you actually want to work with. It's a beautiful thing. There's no rule that says that agents can't refer deals out locally, if they don't want to do those deals. The only thing that says that is lack thinking, scarcity mindset. There's no rule. There's no regulation. There's no law against it. It's just your scarcity mindset that, you know, it's a deal. Like I can't let that's business. I can't just let business go. Well, why the hell not? What if it's not the right business? You need to focus on getting the right clients, the right deals and work on those. I hope that this conversation has helped a little bit, guys. Start saying no more often, okay? Or at least be intentional. When you say yes, make sure you really freaking mean it and that you can actually deliver. If I get messages from some of you guys, uh, some of you have already experienced this over the last week or so. But, uh, you know, I've had some people that are like, hey, do you want to speak at this virtual mastermind? I've I've declined some of those. And it's not that I don't want to, like ideally I could do it all, but I just can't. And so when I say no, now I can say yes to something else. Okay, the, the flip side of when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. The inverse is also true. When you say no to something, now you can say yes to something else. That's a beautiful thing, guys. And if you're feeling stressed, if you're, if you're feeling pulled in a million different directions, st- learn to say no. You can do it respectfully. It will help you to build respect. People will respect you more. And you'll find that all these little things that are are, um, making you stressed out and and making you not busy, but not productive, they start to disappear. And then saying no becomes a habit. Okay. That's I'm trying to build the habit of saying no. It's uh, a, it's something I strive for because I, I see the value and I know what it's like now that I have freed up some extra time that I can focus on projects that I want to work on but it starts with being bold enough to say no. I hope that this has helped a couple of you guys listening. If you haven't yet read or listened to Essentialism by Greg McCune, McCown, McCune, whatever, just Google Essentialism by Greg. It's a black and white cover with the word Essentialism written in red, and it's circled a bunch of times. Um, you can get it on Amazon, massive agent podcast.com slash Amazon. You can get it right from our store and that helps us out. So do that or get it from audible. Um, either way, go through our link and get it. It's a, uh, it's one of the most impactful books that I've read in many years and I cannot recommend it enough. I can't shut up about it. Actually, I've been, I've been telling so many people about essentialism and they start reading it and they're like, Oh, holy shit. Like I really needed this. I'm starting to notice that in 2020, people are spread too thin. People, especially in our industry, are busy. But busy doesn't always mean productive, it doesn't always mean successful. Busy can sometimes be a terrible, terrible thing. We want to fight busy and we want to accomplish only what matters the most. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope this has resonated with you. Um, If you would, please share this episode with a friend, with a colleague within our industry. Shoot them a screenshot of you listening on whichever podcast player you listen to. Um, Leave us a review. Massiveagentpodcast.com slash review takes you right to Apple Podcasts and you can leave us an actual written review. Those help us out dramatically as well. But all I ask from you is if you if this show has given you value share it with other agents share it with other agents help us grow our audience and we will keep bringing these episodes every single thursday for you and uh remember next week episode 146 i will be unveiling and announcing uh the massive agent daily service and how that works and <laughs> you're not going to want to miss it um it's not going to sell out, but there's going to be special pricing for a very short period of time for the very first group. I'll call you beta testers, even though it's, you know, I'm testing it and make sure it works, but it sounds nice, right? So those that jump on early will get a slight discount from what it'll be a month later um, or sorry, a week or so later. Um, really, really excited. I've been working on this for many, many months. This is one of those projects that I would not be able to finish and do if it wasn't for me saying no to some other things. I would have actually finished the Massive Agent Daily much, much, much sooner had I said no more often. See how see how this works, guys? Start saying no and your business will thrive, pretty much. Maybe that'll be the, the title of today's episode. I don't know, there's a working title, whatever. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Go close some loans, go sell some homes, have a great freaking weekend. Share this episode or any other of our episodes with a colleague, and we'll see you back next week.